At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's the podcast where we talk about educational films, experimental caught films, interesting documentaries. Uh, this is Matt here today. Andrew Shear is also here. Hello, Andrew Shear. Hi, I'm here. I should throw in your, your middle name, too, just to make it extra um, weird sounding. Nathan. Andrew <laughs> start, Nathan Shear. Yeah, start, start calling so the pretentious people by initials. Right. Yeah, man. Um, like, am I in trouble? Yeah, you're in trouble for something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> today's uh, flick is is the third episode of a series. Actually, it was a uh, it's it was called "Read All About It." Uh, today's episode is the problem pit. Now, um, I'll ask you to give a quick summary of this. But was this was a show on your radar? Did you grow up with this one? absolutely not when i heard the problem pit i just laughed and was like oh is this a safety thing about body odor (laughs) is this a hygiene film no and i watched my fair share of canadian children's television um around the stuff from this era because i had uh nickelodeon in the early 80s so most of their programming was all canadian children's stuff ah that's it this was a this was a pbs thing this was you know, public, like government funded show. So I didn't have cable. So uh, what would happen is I'd have a sick day from school or whatever and sit around and get traumatized by this. (laughs) Now I could see that easily. I would not have liked this because it is really creepy. I mean, also solid is educational programming. So you saw it when you were a kid. You never mentioned this to me. Yeah, yeah, because it was on PBS. That wasn't cool. It's you don't come and talk to your friends about what was on Sesame Street. I mean, uh, I, don't even, I don't even think the electric company was in bounds, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except for the parts of Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I was gonna say that. That's all more interesting to me. But yeah, so I was gonna another, ask how the heck you found this thing. But another problem would be how do you describe this to people? Speaking of which, you want to try describing what you saw. <laughs> Yeah, well, not having seen the first two episodes of the series, just my understanding of it is that you've got these uh, two young young women who seem to be like uh, maybe girls, um, Lydia and Stacy, and they are um, they work at a school newspaper or some kind of newspaper, which is a recurring thing apparently with this show when I'm on it, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, there are aliens that are trying to take over their town and so uh there is a way that they are then teleported to where the aliens hang out and so um in this episode they are uh given a bunch of word problems to solve to uh, to get out right so <clears throat> you, you got some of the things it's actually um there, there's a boy that is on the other side of the transporter there's actually three main characters and he's just not okay. in this one um this this show is very happy to dump one of their main characters for multiple episodes or i think that, i think <laughs> sure. there's another one where they're like oh he has a twisted ankle so he's not here for this particular story arc <laughs> okay right 
I guess well, that makes sense when well, you're a kid. It does. But what made you pick this one then? Just because of the creep fact? Because I found the aliens to be really creepy. Like the first one, you don't really get to see him, who I assume is like the main guy. Um, but, and, you know, and they're like trying to make sure, oh, are you cool? Like, are you evil? Whatever. And he's like, no, I don't. I'm not going to hurt you. You never get to see him. So he kind of looks like sits zombie like he's apparently a disembodied head and actually right. tells them, oh, I have no body because all you need is your mind where we are. But then this other one, the sinister one, that's like laughing and stuff. The face is kind of orange. He looks like he came out of a Kenneth Anger film or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a that is it supposed to be the same person? Just like, yeah, the same person. He's okay. also so um, it's it, it's not a school newspaper. Um, the, the boy has uncle had disappeared seven years earlier and so his uncle's now, like now property and right he he gets the this 11 year old kid gets the property and starts running the newspaper again there's like these weird robots in there and you know just it's weird sci-fi stuff but they make cool. this herbertville chronicle um, yeah okay and then they un uh, oh this is great for now because they they uncover the the conspiracy underlining the town <laughs> right so they know their that newspaper like... So is there, is the guy who plays the alien, what's the alien leader's name? It's um, like Dunedin. Dun, okay. So is Dunedin, does he have like an avatar that's human or does he have a human version that's like oh. in the parts of the show? Yes. It's good. You asked in the town of Herbertville. Um, the mayor is Don Eden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy. Okay. So he's he's the he, he's he's in disguise there and his real the real Dun what Dunedin Dunedin he's, I'm Dunedin can I have dessert <laughs> I, I he is uh, he's he's actually just a head so the body is like nothing or a robot or like... I, I don't actually remember <laughs> okay I, I, and on so the Earth the, he's a okay. walking mayor the mayor isn't a disembodied head. Okay, so when you say they're robots, I'm just trying to be clear about this. We're skating into your other podcast territory here. Um, they are separate, like regular robot robots. Um, now, it's funny you mentioned Jombie the genie. The um, there's two robots in the in the newspaper office. One of okay. them is like a walking iPad, I think. <laughs> like you, again, like the, the magic picture or, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, like it was. Magic picture, and then there's um. It, it's it comes across it's like a robot television oh, like man. it's like it's mounted in the wall but it has like you know these big googly eyes that come out like they're cute right they're supposed to be the the fun robots it, are they though i mean that just they're not in this episode right the general That's atmosphere the of this i found to be creepy i mean it was um the environments they're in or seem to be green screen or must have been blue screen back then and uh, the, all the sets are, is that the way it is when they're not in the transporter or is it just like regular? I guess I need to just watch these other ones, but read yeah, all yeah. about it. There's some regular sets as well. Uh, like again, the, they have this newspaper set, like this okay. local, local community newspaper set, which is except for these two bits of technology are quite normal looking. Yeah. No, read all about it. Seemed to have a budget. I was pretty impressed by um, the way they did these sets. The, uh, the ones they are, inside the problem pit which is like a really dark room with a, like a lot of shapes in it um i mean it was it looked of its time right late I would, this is like late 70s early 80s right this is, yeah i mean it's this is basically like like 
this is almost like more like what Doctor Who is actually supposed to be when it started. That is a great, that really seemed like Doctor Who-ish. In fact, that's what I would compare this to. Brilliant. Yeah. No, it's because very much so. Doctor Who was supposed to be educational, right? And that yeah. the wheels quickly fell off of that. Whereas in this one, the <laughs> teleporter does bring like historical figures to them. Uh, the oh, second okay. season, I think a couple of get get teleported to like the war of 1812 like they didn't they they kept the conceit going for their two seasons so that's great yeah i, I did notice uh, when i looked it up just to find out um you know if anybody i'd heard of was involved with this that all like the t- two seasons 20 episodes each same writer same director for the whole thing so yeah. that's that's pretty cool that's probably why it's consistent and of course, it's on YouTube now, but no, no, I, I've had a weird obsession with this. I think about 2004, I, I had actually ordered some like, you know, gray like area some... DVDs yeah. just to be able to see it again. And, and they all look like crap. Like the YouTube print is like way better than what I saw. So <laughs> I, sp- I spent cash money for those. <laughs> oh, man. OK, yeah. I never knew, man. I, li- I never, never, never knew. Um, so the two to two girl characters in this. Uh, you've got the brunette, which was Stacy, and um, the and the Samantha. Samantha's the brunette. Lynn is the blonde. I, Lynn I is the, the blonde. I, I made a note that they're like a low rent Thelma and Daphne, you know. But <laughs> well, they are, except for um. So Samantha seems to be the smart one. I hate to say it, but don't don't you find because she kind of leads um uh, Lynn to the answers for everything. She like right. does like almost the entire thing, and then she's like, "Come on, Lynn, don't make me do all this. <laughs> I know the answer." She's very like patient with Lynn, and then Lynn's like, "Oh well, this will won't be a problem." She knows the answer. I froze her. It's like, "Hey, aren't they in it together? You can't do that. They're a package, you know." <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But that's why it's yeah, evil. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, for those of you who have not seen it, it's it's the setup is just strange. Um, you know, like, well, how are they given problems in the problem pit? The pit is not something that they're like looking up from the bottom of. Pit is more like conversation pit. It's just like a you know a general area that they're in, kind of small. But literally, the robot comes over and hands them one of the set of questions on a clipboard with orange Xerox paper. <laughs> so when I say they had a lot of budget. That doesn't pertain to this area of the show. That was it's like they ran out of money. Just here, just some loose leaf. <laughs> right. But keep in mind, um, besides just the David Lynch nightmare escape vibe, you know, I was six years old, like the grammar questions stressed me out too. And then Dunian's like, I'm going to like consume your soul if you don't answer this grammar question, you know? Yeah, that's true. And also, P.S., it's really not completely right because in order the, the one where it's a poem the the meter's right but like they've left words out because it didn't fit you know what i mean you know like uh there's articles gone like there's no a and the i just was like oh man okay it's awkward i would stress me out too <laughs> yeah these that's why these are uh why, why it's such an evil place with evil problems yeah and then the, don't make the sense. other one the other one's like a price is right um, kind of a thing where they had to put a bunch of words down. The kid becomes stressed, smoke starts to shoot out. And the, each episode is about like, four, like a 15 minute, something like that, 10, 15. Yeah, each episode is 15 minutes. So this one was a cliffhanger. Right. 
It's always a so I, I think. Okay, well, I didn't expect this to be one part of a series or two have a cliffhanger ending. I like, I don't. I assume they made it out because it was like, you know, several more episodes. No, they just kill kids every few episodes. <laughs> if it was Disney making it, I would believe you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know how many of the, the plot descriptions you looked at, but yeah, they, they get increasingly more whack where there's an episode where Captain Hook just comes out of the um, teleporter, like hold them hostage for 10 minutes or so. Oh, dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to check some of them out because I thought you may have picked this one because of how weird it is because it is weird, but it sounds like it just gets increasingly like random and strange. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure to get one that had a lot of um, the Dunedin guy in it. Cause he's, he's the most traumatizing, right? God, he's scary. I'm so glad they don't, I bet you on purpose, they didn't give a really good close up on him when he first shows up because it would be frightening to see his face, you know, kind of like uh Kind of like in the Wizard of Oz, right? When uh, they encounter the wizard in Emerald City, he's uh, a, f- a fiery, disembodied head. And when those close-ups can freak people out. So he's he remains at the far side of the room. You can I tell he's... I think in the credits, there actually is a close-up on him. The credits are freaky, you know? <laughs> and there are freaky shows from around that time that I remember as a kid. There was one called Dr. Shrinker that I remembered seeing. And that one had a weird vibe. Um, as a matter of fact, I was like, that can't have been that creepy. I looked it up on YouTube. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. I'm just like, the, these are the kids that end up on the milk cartons. Yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, there was less concern for who was supposed to be watching it back yeah, then, I'd have yeah. to say. That kid who's on the milk carton, they're, they're on Zircon now. Zircon? Is that the drug that they use to recover from it? Or is that the name of the planet they went to? It's the name of the planet, but I feel like that should be the drug you take to end up on the planet as well. <laughs> you take Zircon to end up on Zircon. Yeah, now see, you can take two tablets, but don't take more than two tablets. Two and a half. We can't vouch for what's going to happen to you. Bam, Zircon. I just had that actual conversation about DMT two weeks ago. <laughs> Sure, because they had to work it out so the first the first volunteers they gave they gave the two and a half pills to and then kind of pulled it back like it was back in, the back. it was so in was well, an intravenous you know sure. drug in this case but yeah it was like it was so much like they just couldn't like even report on what had happened anymore <laughs> they were Great. like okay let's let's at least try and keep it this coherent but uh yeah <laughs> you know coherent again with uh with quotation marks around it yeah sure no i mean given what it is yeah no that's great (laughs) but yeah you mentioned a theme song very very dope ass theme song 80s were definitely good for kids uh show theme songs uh we got three two on contact that's a good one yeah no uh i love speaking of electric company that had some great ones in it and you can think about all the great animation that was involved uh the canadian stuff by comparison you know, it, and I don't think it literally makes a difference that uh, PBS was the the company that that distributed it versus you know Nickelodeon or something like that. They all had the kind of general look and feel to them. Um, they, yeah, it, I think the the weirdest one was probably the Great Space Coaster. Did you ever see that one? I again, I remember the theme song, but I think that's about it. Man, that had a great theme song though. <laughs> great Space Coaster. 
Yeah. I know I watched it because there's no way I would have seen that and then not sat down to watch it for the next however long it lasted. Well, it had it had puppets in it, you know. This is where Gary Gnu came from. Oh, right. Okay, I saw shitloads of the Great Space Coaster then. <laughs> I just didn't quite attach. It probably came on after this, right? <laughs> it may have, but how did I miss? That's my real takeaway from. I mean, I enjoyed watching it. It was stressful, uh, but read all about it. Yeah, what my takeaway from it was. I'm still like, how did I miss this? I mean, how would you not have thought? I get, was I just really judgmental about public television and didn't want to, you know? I wrote down all the grammar shit and the stress me out when I was six years old. So by the time we started hanging out, I'd probably somewhat forgotten this existed. Okay. All right. Except in wow. the subcon- like, like, well, I obviously never forgot it existed because it, it kept creeping in my subconscious where I was ordering, you know, weird bootleg DVDs of it and stuff. But uh, yeah, so why not? Yeah, no. I, I think probably by 19, by the late 80s, I don't think it was on TV at the time. Is probably the, the short answer. Again, that's okay. why I only have weird fading memories of the space coaster, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can imagine that um, the actors in this, uh, the ones who played like Lydia and God, I'm going to keep messing this up. Samantha uh, didn't go on to do anything else, but I did look up the artwork for read all about it. And sure enough, it looks terrifying. It looks like an old, like, you know, some kind of a paperback sci-fi novel. Right, right. So. excuse me i think i hope i cleared my throat out far enough from the mic there (laughs) but um yeah yeah you can uh, this is one that you can definitely get into on youtube they're like quick bites um there are definitely some equally trippy ones to this one uh there's a second season arc i think where samantha moves and it's like this is the only one that has like no sci-fi or fantasy elements like who wants to watch that (laughs) yeah no if you're a fan why would that interest you yeah yeah really well i just I guess like the Buck Rogers show where the first season's gold and the second season gets wonky. Yeah. Well, if you're a fan of the actor at that point, I guess it would be interesting yeah, if they yeah. kept the same cast. No, well, they sort of kind of did and sort of kind of didn't, I think. Wow. So. It's like American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost equally disturbing in some ways. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was, you know, it was, it definitely played into those memories I have, those bizarre shows from around that time that i saw that just yeah i don't think they intended to be as creepy as they were and seemed to kind of take some care with how creepy they actually were but still the desired effect not achieved oh i wrote down this quote that's good i don't remember why it was don't touch it yet i've got gas (laughs) did they really say that i'm pretty sure in context it made a lot more sense (laughs) because at one point the yeah it's it's coming through the you know there's there's some kind of smoke coming through when they're trying that's what ramps up the tension and the anxiety yeah so i guess this is the uh, canadian version of an mk ultra experiment that's why that's why you never saw these actors again (laughs) i was just getting ready to say when people are only in the one show or movie it starts to make you wonder what happened to them yeah well i could see like in ontario oh, just go to the local you know junior high and get a couple kids for this and you know they shoot it fast and quick and dirty and uh yeah then they send them back to school i don't know they were really good i thought both actors were really good yeah that, yeah that, whoever 
whoever played the the villain or whoever he was, the main alien guy, he definitely got a white van at some point in his life. <laughs> as the mayor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to watch more so you can see him as the mayor. <laughs> oh God, that's a trip. They did the way they did with the name, which you said it's hilarious. Yeah, they end up finding the the dead uncle somewhere on Zircon, I think, at some point. So I, I we can you mean spoiler this stuff. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hell, in this case, the spoilers are probably good because then you you know what to expect, right? This, this is a case oh, where sure. spoilers are, are good. Um, no, I have a feeling anyone who goes into watching read all about it is going to be looking for just really inappropriate kind of tone for children's programming. I'm, I'm having a look here and see if I can find a few of the um, plot descriptions. Ontario, because there's like a George Harrison song called "Read All About It." There's like a you keep I keep been sending like a 2011 rap song about it, right? So, oh man, call, call no, that. Have... not not about it. Called "Read All About It," I should say. Okay, yeah, no, I uh, I was very surprised at uh, just the whole the whole vibe of it. I was like, wow, for a random pick, this is nuts. Let's see. Tis magic. Merlin the magician uses his magic powers to send Chris and Lynn to trial Viron. Trial Viron. Trial Viron. Trial Viron. Maybe that's it. Okay. <laughs> Try Avon. Yeah. Here we go. The transporter suddenly produces an irate Captain Hook, who creates a few tense moments for the kids. An irate Captain Hook. I suppose he's got to make him worse than the regular Captain Hook. <laughs> Lynn and Sam help Chris and his uncle escape from the planet of maze by answering riddling questions. So <laughs> Dude, just tell me, does, does Lynn or whatever her name is, does she ever get to do her math? Because she really desperately, she's like, Oh, word problems. I'm a math person. I can't remember to be honest. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes, but actually now I'm looking at the, uh, I, I think Lynn gets left out. They're not, they're not playing to her strengths. <laughs> well it's not math all about it this is what you signed up for yeah i'll see if i can find yeah i'll, I'll get another one of these into the pike sometime so <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah no i i enjoyed this i really did i just was like having no frame of anything in terms of context i was dropped into the universe of read all about it and quite enjoyed myself same thing for me uh you know okay subconscious hooks man I think the first time I saw Red Dwarf, it was like midnight on PBS, right? Yeah. It, it was the first season when they where it had that creepy opening, and I, I think that like lit a fire that uh, you know kind of uh, yeah cross reference no. with this. That that's the one thing <laughs> with Red Dwarf. Um, I, I like the show quite well, but why did they change the theme song from those first two seasons? That was so awesome. No. Were you the one I got the Red Dwarf uh, tapes for from Blockbuster? It was either you or Dan. Must have been Dan. Okay. Yeah, you got yeah, me the Kurosawa. Because I, I didn't. Oh, that's I, right. I didn't get the Red Dwarf till it was on DVD. I think so. Okay. Yeah. No, he must have been the one that was into it. Because I was like, Yeah, we got the whole thing. I've rented it, so no one else can have it now that I've watched it. And I'm sending it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that yeah, kind of was a little bit of the same feel, I guess. A weird '80s. Yeah. No, I'm familiar with by. it. And like, if I was a kid and saw that late at night, just uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, I, I love seeing that. But uh, I, I guess we'll wrap this one. So give them, give them the, the link to the thing. Oh, the thing to the link. Okay, well, lovely as always to be featured on 
oral hygiene, not oral hygiene. Oral is your mouth. Oral is the ears. Right. Well, then um, you should keep both hygienic. Yeah, no, it, it's a it's a must. And then, of course, for the nose, just the finger, not washed or unwise. Otherwise, right. uh, my friends and I make movies here in Athens, Georgia, in the United States. Gonzorific, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. So you can go to our gonzorific.com and check out all the things. The YouTube channel, the shop, uh, the the merch, and the uh, journal, and the social pages where you get to see behind-the-scenes stuff and things and such. As for his podcast, it's Oral Hygiene Pod at Twitter, Facebook, and the like. Uh, you can hear episodes way early on our Patreon, which is under Podcastio Podcastius. So <laughs> I guess you go to Patreon, you look that up, and uh, you can hear whatever's on the cooker. So I guess we'll we'll get get you back to the newspaper, get that second edition ready. That's right, man. And, uh, you know, take a few extra Zircon to stay up late. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.